everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Lighthearted. My name is Anna. And my name is Bracey, and we're two average gals chatting about what it means to grow. How are you growing this week? Okay, I've been holding this in from you because oh boy, because I, <laughs> I wanted to tell you live on the pod. So, and this is actually one of my what I've been thinking about topics, but I held a boundary. Oh, in, in the last week. <laughs> okay, tell me. <laughs> okay, so the the short of it i guess and then maybe we'll get into the details in a little bit later down the line of the pod but i have this friend who used to be like my absolute best friend and we have grown apart in the last 5ish years maybe a little longer than that with different times where we've kind of like rekindled it and it's felt a lot closer and Basically, the situation was over the last several years, the only time that this friend would reach out to me was when he was in a crisis and then use a lot of like guilt-inducing language if I wasn't able to respond immediately. And so- She's being gentle. I've heard the stories and it's like really (laughs) very extreme. Like, why can't you call me right now? Oh, because I'm in the middle of the ocean on a cruise. That's true. And no follow-up of why are you, oh, you're on a cruise. Oh, interesting. Like none of that. Just like, why are you, I'm, I'm pulling the best friend card. I'm doing this, that, and the other. And it's like, okay. And so we had a conversation a couple, maybe two years ago, maybe a little longer where I told him that I felt really frustrated and that it really felt like the only time he ever wanted to talk to me was when he needed me and there was, he was in a crisis and that was kind of it. And that was honestly like the best conversation we had had in a couple of years. And I felt very like heard by him and he was very apologetic and we had ended up having like a really great conversation and I felt super hopeful about our friendship and was like, okay, I think maybe things will get better. And then they didn't. Mm -hmm. And so he had reached out to me a little over a year ago, probably. And like, same thing in a crisis, texting me, I'm literally like in the middle of a training where I'm being trained to be a trainer. So I'm having to like watch this and then I have to go up and demonstrate my ability to train this, mm-hmm. which is already like very anxiety inducing for me. Cause I hate <laughs> public speaking and he's texting me during this and I go up And I don't respond for like 20 minutes. I go up, I do my thing, I come back and he's like, well, it's too late. And then he won't respond to me at all. Hmm. And after telling me a bunch of like really concerning stuff. So obviously I'm concerned and nervous that like something's going to happen or whatever. Yeah. And so I end up reaching out to a friend that is somebody that he used to be romantically involved with. And I'm like, Hey, I just, have you heard from him? And he was like, Oh yeah, I have. He's been texting me this morning. And I'm like, okay, cool. So at least he's like talking to somebody. Yeah. So I kind of let it go. And then he texts me this past year on his birthday. First time I've heard from him, which feels mm-hmm. very manipulative mm-hmm. <laughs> and like totally ignoring the last time that we talked, but just being like, Oh, Hey, like I'd love to catch up. Can we not be strangers? I love you so much. You know, like all this stuff. And yeah. then I didn't respond and I didn't even get 24 hours to respond like after all of that other stuff. And then he was like, okay, well, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that was the attitude. And so then maybe a week and a half ago or something, he texts me in the morning and it's just like, oh, hey, like, I'd love to talk to you. 
I really miss you, like all this stuff. Over the next two hours, proceeds to text me 13 times. Oh, boy. Calls me six times. What? Facebook messengers me five or six times. This is all over like a two-hour period or two and a half. Meanwhile, I'm getting ready for and then attending a friend's baby shower. Like that's what what I was doing. And so it was a lot. (laughs) And it was very like love bomby. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, like, oh, I've thought about you every single day since we've met and like, you know, you're still my best friend and I love you so much and I just want you to be a part of my life and why won't you respond to me? Please talk to me, all this stuff. And so I ended up responding to him the next morning after like a very thoughtful, like, okay, what do do I want to say? Like, what do I actually feel? Mm -hmm. And I almost didn't send it. I felt like really strong about it because I was so frustrated with like this, the way that he was trying to communicate with me. And then I then started to feel like really guilty in the night when I was like, maybe this is too harsh. Like maybe... I just shouldn't say anything or whatever. And then I was like, it's kinder to just be honest. I think that's true. Because otherwise you're just, you're not really ghosting them, but it's like a similar yeah, effect, I think. Yeah, totally. And so I just sent him a message and was like, I'm so happy that you are doing well. Like that's so, you know, he's in school now. And I was like, that's awesome. I'm so happy for you. Basically, like I'm not. I haven't felt like we've been close in a really long time. And I, I believe you when you say that you love me and that you care about me, but I haven't felt like that's true in such a long time. Like your actions don't show that. Yeah. And like the last time we talked on the phone, like you told me that you wanted to hear about me. And then I talked to, you talked about yourself for 40 minutes. And then I talked for two minutes and you told me that you had to go and that you'd call me back later so you could hear about me. And then you never did. So like, he really doesn't know anything about my life. And I'm at a point where I don't feel close enough to share things about my Mm -hmm. life. And so I was like, I am not in a place where I can start a new friendship with you right now. And I hope that you can respect that. Um, And I'll always care about you and I'm always going to root for you, but that's where I am right now. And he responded for you. I know I felt like I was going to throw up. Uh, Yeah, but wow, what an important conversation. And also, I'm just so proud that you sent it. Yeah, it was really hard. (laughs) But, um, but I sent it and I held boundary and made or made a boundary and then I'm gonna hold the boundary. Mm -hmm. What do you say? He definitely was respectful. It was, I mean, his, uh, his response definitely annoyed me. Mm -hmm. Some of some of the pieces of it, but I was like, it's not worth digging into the details of like why this response is like part of the reason why like this is where we're at. But yeah, he was like, you know, I, I'll respect that. I'll respect your boundary is what basically what he said. So, okay. That's great. We'll, we'll see. And then I, if he doesn't, you know, I have some options. So. Wow. <laughs> I'm impressed. Thank you so much. I know I really need to do some digging into like why this was even possible. What do you mean po- possible? Like, why was I able to do it when I'm not in so many other other situations? Well, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind to me is that this is such a recurring problem. It's not like it's happened one or two or even three times. Yeah, that's fair. Like, I don't think he gave you any other option besides like just deal with it for the rest of your life because it kind of seemed like that's where it was going. Yeah. 
That may be what he was hoping for. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to like pretend I'm her best friend until we're 80 and only call her every year and a half. Yeah. And talk about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And accuse mm-hmm. her of getting engaged behind his back and right all the fun stuff that Yes. Things that transpired. make total sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How are we feeling about it? I'm feeling okay about it now. I definitely felt really sad about it for the couple of days after because he like he was such an important part of my life like for many 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 years and definitely not somebody that I didn't ever see myself not being close to. Yeah. But I also am trying to appreciate like wow, that was so special and like that friendship was so important and it served a larger purpose for both of us, I think for such a long period. And now it doesn't, and that's okay. Like it is sad, but it's also okay. Yeah. And you can still care about him from a distance. It's not like, you know, it, it's just kinder to yourself at this point that Mm -hmm. he's not just like a loose end in your heart. Yeah. 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 And I think now it's like, I won't have to have that. I mean, if I, if he ever texts me again or reaches out or whatever, like I'll automatically like get anxiety when I see his name come up. But I think now it'll feel, it might feel different if it, you know, if it ever happens again, maybe it won't. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Happy for you. Thank you so much. Okay. How have you been growing? Well, I am still on my journaling kick. I have journaled every day, but one for all of November. I think. Holy cow. And the one day I didn't do it, it was like a very conscious choice not to because I was insanely busy. So yeah. I didn't. Um, but yeah, I think it's making a tangible difference in my like attitude. Ugh, I love that. I'm just surprised. I mean, I even know that journaling is good for me, but <laughs> I'm just very happy with how things are going. Okay. Are you still doing it like in the morning time? Like not when you first wake up, but after Delaney goes down for her first nap? Yes. Yeah. Still in that time frame, And it's a little different every day, but I prioritize that as like the first thing I usually do when she goes mm-hmm. down. And it's mm-hmm. great. I feel like it's making me more productive somehow. It's exciting. Do you feel like it's almost a habit at this point if you've been doing it basically every day of November? Yeah, I think so. Okay, how what percentage would you say is free write and what is prompt? Um, I would say that like 75% of it is free writing. Okay. Wow. Yeah. And I just think that it makes me feel so much better that it's easy for me to prioritize at this point. Mm-hmm. This is not where I am on physical activity. <laughs> <laughs> that is really awesome. Oh my god, I'm excited for you. Yeah, also, yeah. it's inspiring. Um, I'm glad I oh the other thing that I was going to talk to you about is I think mm-hmm. that we should do our like phone detox week at the beginning of January so everybody who's listening can do it with us if they want I think that's a really great idea I was actually thinking about it last week when I was like I think we talked about it being this week but then yeah know, I think we both forgot slash right before the holidays is kind of a hard time yeah I think we should do it the first week of January just do like the Monday, that Monday is the first. So just do the first through the fifth of like. I love that. Or wait, no, we decided to do seven days. Didn't we? So we'll just do the first through the seventh okay. as like low screen time week mm-hmm. and see how it goes. And if anybody wants to throw in a journaling component as like a replacement activity, I think that might be a good idea. I think that'd be a great idea. So 
for anybody who wants to join, feel free. We can post about it on Instagram, I guess. Mm-hmm. And I we talked about this offline, but I think Anna and I are going to do it a little differently because she was talking about you're, you're going to do something along the lines of like limiting your social media apps. Yes. Whereas I want to, I think, put my phone in a different room because it's sometimes for me, it's like ordering groceries or things that are productive. I want to get them done all at one time and then like put it away. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we can, maybe we'll make a post about the two ways that we're doing it and then people can join in how they want. Yeah. And I don't know. I'm excited. I, how are you feeling about the new year while we're here? Uh, I'm excited. I love a new year. Okay. So you're like, you're jazzed about the new year, like ready to start some new goals. Yeah, absolutely. You know that I go hard on the new year's resolutions. (laughs) My New Year's intentions. Yes. We'll be doing our regular New Year's episode. I was just mm-hmm. curious, like, going into it because we're in the middle of holidays. So, like, y- you never know. You never know. I'm also excited about one of the gifts that I asked for was a paint my numbers. because I'm Oh, like, I got I gave some of those last year. Oh, did you? Okay. Did you ever I hear did. how it went? I know that my mom has been working on hers gradually over the last year so okay I think you know she's still doing it so that says something that sounds really fun and the one that I I picked out two that I'm like would be so happy I'm sure there's tons that I would be excited about but two that I really liked and yeah I'm excited because I think it'll be it's like this is an activity that I could do that doesn't involve a screen that I also think Mm -hmm. would be like meditative yeah, for sure. I've actually started a couple of this is actually one of my topics, so maybe I should just let's just jump go in. into where today's episode is mm-hmm. what's on our mind. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> or womb, um, as we fondly call it. Yes. Uh so one of the things that's been on my mind is I've just been in a very like crafty place and like wanting to make things, which mm-hmm. is I guess maybe like me, but I haven't felt this like creative urge in a long time. Mm-hmm. And just like having the energy to do it is something to contend with too. But Seb is actually kind of, he kicked it off for me because we, I have said for a while that I wanted to take a tufting class and you know what tufting is? Is that when you pull a button through something? No, I think that's punch needle. Um, Tufting is the gun that you like you build a frame, you put your like wool, whatever over the frame, and then you use this little gun and it like shoots the wool out and it makes a rug basically, or like a wall hanging. Okay. 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 Cool. Very different than what I was uh, (laughs) describing. I mean, it's all like fiber art. So you're in the right area. Mm -hmm. You're in the ballpark. Mm -hmm. So kind. But I kept saying to Seb, like, I would love to take a tufting class because one thing, you know, seven hour DIYers. So sometimes when I can't solve a problem in our house. I'm like, I wish I could just do this myself or like mm-hmm. make this. Mm-hmm. And I have a really hard time finding rugs that I like. Yeah. I think that the styles aren't always what I want. A lot of times they're cheaply made. It's just like, to me, there's a lot of factors that yeah. maybe other people never think about, but mm-hmm. I think about. Or they're like insanely expensive. Or that. Yeah. The ones I like are like $5,000. So there's that. So I kept saying like, I want to take a tufting class and he was like, we'll just get the stuff and do it. And I was like, it's kind of an investment for like, what if I don't like doing it? And he was like, yeah. just let's just get it. And so okay. he, I, I was 
I appreciate that he like kind of took the reins on it and was like, we're going to do this. So he yeah. bought the gun. He bought the like, well, I told him what colors to buy, but he like bought the wool so that I can test yeah. like a little, a little one. Yeah. And if it goes well, I think I might try to make a living room rug at some point, not yeah, right yeah, now, yeah. but so that's the new project, but he like sparked the like urge to make something. And then I had to wait for all these materials to come in. So I was like, this is so annoying. So mm-hmm. then I've just been trying to come up with other stuff around the house, which is just, I don't know, it spiraled. <laughs> so what have you been working on? Well, so I picked back up knitting. Um, I had knitting needles, I don't know, somewhere. And I just started, like I just, I knitted in high school. And then Seb actually, this it's Seb's fault. He's doing this. It Seb like bought it. himself a set of knitting needles and a bunch of like a multicolor of yarn. Okay. And then never, I think he might have tried to knit a little bit and then undid it. But I picked it up and like had started. I maybe had like 12 rows of, I wasn't even sure what I was making. I was yeah, just yeah, seeing yeah. if I could knit again. Yeah. So I picked that back up. I was like, oh, maybe I can it probably will take me forever but like maybe next winter Mm -hmm. uh pig can have a scarf (laughs) (laughs) and then I also started thinking about you know like things around the house so house stuff has been on my mind we ordered some new furniture that we need for the downstairs because our third floor is almost finished Mm -hmm. and now I'm like mentally moved on to our kitchen renovation and like planning exactly what I want for that because for a long time I was very mentally stalled on it and right now yep. like all of the ideas are just it's happening flowing. Yeah. okay I'm dying to know what your ideas are for the kitchen the only idea that I can remember and I'd be curious to know if this is still on your list is that you wanted a circular island Okay, I love the idea of a circular island. I love it. Yes. And I don't think that it makes sense in our kitchen. Okay. Sure. Which is very sad. Are you going to knock a wall out? We are. Okay. So, this is not like a tiny little let's do it ourselves renovation. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is a we need a structural engineer renovation. Yeah. So, it's going to be more intensive than, you know, just like whatever. Let's update the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Right. Tentatively, the plans right now are to put a header in. We're right now our dining room and our kitchen are split by a big chunk of wall that has our half bath and our pantry in it. And also mm-hmm. a piece of ductwork, which is a problem, a, sure. a design problem. Um, so we're going to put a header in there and I'm planning on putting basically a cabinet box kind of around the around the ductwork mm-hmm. and then put doors on it so it looks like a cabinet but really there's just HVAC inside of it. Okay. Gotcha. To kind of solve for that so it doesn't look like a random pillar in the middle yep. of our yep, kitchen. Yep, yep. And then like the refrigerator will be next to it. So basically there's there's a, a big wall there and it will become an opening with uh, cabinets on either side. Okay. Yeah. Going so, into the dining um, room. Yes. Okay. And we'll add an island to the kitchen, you know, and then all the things that go along with this, which is like our floors will have to be redone. We'll have to patch Mm -hmm. in new hardwoods Mm -hmm. and countertops and tile and all of those things. Mm -hmm. So, 
I would love to do bookshelves on the other side of that open wall in the dining mm-hmm. room. So like when you walk in our front door that you see basically like library shelves, but I think that's probably going to be a phase two situation. Okay. Wow. So Spoken like a true DIYer, you're like, that's phase two. The fact that you have honestly, phases is Well, honestly, that would be like phase four because phase one was that I painted the cabinets that are there. So we're already in phase one. Yeah. You've already updated the kitchen. We replaced... Yeah, we replaced the sink and the faucet. We got new new appliances. I painted all of our cabinets. So like we're our kitchen doesn't look the same as when we moved in. Actually, recently I was reviewing the p- pictures from the listing when we first moved in and it makes me feel so accomplished. I need to do it more often. 100%. It's like a really good exercise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I remember when we came over and helped you like paint downstairs whenever we were getting ready for Brittany and Travis's engagement. And it was even at that time, it was like, wow, like this is so different. And y'all have done so much since then. Yeah. Yeah. And our third floor is almost done and that's very satisfying. I'm very excited about it. What all is going in the third floor? I know it's Seb's office. Yes. Yeah. He has his like computer up there and honestly, it's just going to be like a bonus room. So okay. We're going to put a couch and some chairs up there, and I think we're going to move our old projector up there. So if we wanted to watch movies or something, we could. Yeah, sweet. But yeah, I think eventually, you know, it'll be a place that we can send the kids to play, like mm-hmm. go upstairs and play. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know. Yeah, it's down the line. <laughs> that's, it's many Delaney's not old enough for that. <laughs> Delaney, go upstairs <laughs> and just like entertain yourself for a little bit, but don't fall yeah. down the stairs. How is she doing yes. stairs yet? I actually made a joke about her not caring about stairs the morning after Thanksgiving. And then by that afternoon, she was like, oh, look at these stairs I can climb. I was like, cool, cool. Remind me never to say anything about anything you're not into ever again. Yeah. Uh, That's really funny. Yeah. Also, she's doing this really fun thing where she has figured out how to open her diaper through her clothes. She doesn't have to take the clothes (laughs) off. She just like pulls and the diaper Mm. falls off so yeah so that's something we're contending with right now that's great Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it is she only doing it after she's gone to the bathroom no she does it just Just whenever and like the other day i didn't notice that she'd done it and her diaper kind of fell into her pant leg and then she peed and it just went everywhere Oh, also the other day I when I when it first started and I didn't like I wasn't thinking I had her downstairs in the morning and she didn't have pants on and so I walked around the corner from the kitchen to the living room and she was standing on the couch without a diaper on (laughs) why is she the best that's so cute (laughs) cute when you don't have to clean up the mess yeah it is funny I'm like how did you figure out how to do this through your clothes yeah yeah that's so good. I'm only thinking about this because this is what made me laugh today. My favorite kid story of the day. Well, now it's now it's my second favorite kid story of the day. But there's a kindergartner who went to the nurse because his nose was bleeding and he wouldn't tell the nurse what his name was. And he just kept saying his name was Darth Vader. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> and she had to like come out in the office and be like, can somebody come in here and tell me who this kid is? <laughs> like I've never seen him before. She should have said, so Anakin is your name? Uh-huh. That's true. <laughs> and seen if he was a true fan or not. Plot twist. His real name was Anakin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was really good. That's amazing. Yeah. 
Okay, so that's really funny that House Stuff has been on your mind because House Stuff has also been on my mind. I recently went wild on the uh, Urban Outfitters 40% off sale because if you have never looked at their home stuff just as a PSA, you are sleeping because (laughs) they have really cute home stuff. And we ordered six lamps, which is 100% excessive, but... No, we you just... can never have too many lamps. <laughs> Thank you so I much. I fully for believe that. that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Now we need to order all the light bulbs to go with it. But I, don't, I think it's maybe because I was on Thanksgiving break. So I was in our house more for a few days. And I just got to this place where I was like, I don't love this, all the spaces that we have. And I really love the house that we live in. And I think the layout is fun and it's a great amount of space for us. I mean, it could be a little bit bigger, but overall, it's a great space. And because we can't hang stuff on the wall, because it's such an old house and it's plaster, so it would just fall off. Um, We have hanging rails, which are really cool. It just, like, makes hanging stuff up a little bit more complicated. And so we've been really lazy about it. But what we decided to do is go room by room and spend, like – a month, anywhere from like one month to three months or maybe longer if it takes that. But like, just really focus on like, okay, let's do this room. Like, what do we want this room to be? And just like fully restyle it in a way that makes it feel like we are absolutely in love with it. And then we'll move on to the next room. Oh my gosh. I love that method. Thank you. It's genius. Thank you. And like, we, I love our, our like we live in a, in a house, like on the top floor. And like, I love all of our rooms. Like it's definitely, we've, it's not like they haven't been styled in any way necessarily, but none of them feel like all the way done. And like our bedroom, especially, I feel like we never really did anything with it. Like we have some bedding that I like, but I don't know. It just like, it doesn't feel that exciting. And like, we live in a small space, so every room is important. I think there's something really satisfying about like putting the final touches on something mm-hmm. or even really just updating something that hasn't been changed in a while. Yeah. I put a bunch of, I finally ordered a bunch of frames to like frame all the, the mm-hmm. prints I've gotten. And I didn't have a single picture of Delaney in our house for the for first full year that she yeah, was yeah, alive. Yeah. You just have like 4,000 on your phone and it's taking up all your space. <laughs> yeah. I, yes, that's actually true. <laughs> But I framed like, I don't know, 20 new things and rearranged some of my art and hung things up. And it was just like, oh, now it feels like mm-hmm. not that it wasn't our house was done, but like there were just a couple of things that were like floating that needed to be done. Yeah. And it really is crazy, like just how hanging up some photos or restyling a shelf or something like it really can make such a difference and have a really big impact. Well, you know that basically that is describing like feng shui, like that's what feng shui mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. like the idea that the inner like there's energy in a room the same yeah. way there's like energy in your body and it gets stagnant and sometimes you need to like open a window or whatever. Yeah. Gotta do something about it. Yeah. And I think it's funny that you said that about the picture fr- uh the picture rails because when I finally recently was like, oh, that's what picture rails were for. I was just like, I knew what they were, but I hadn't paid attention to them, I guess. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, that's genius. I bet that would be mm-hmm. so much easier for me to like swap all my pictures out. And like, That's true. That part is yeah. true. It is easier to swap your pictures out because everything's just on like a hook. And so mm-hmm. we recently hung up some garland and some stuff, some like a little light, I guess it's still garland, but it's like a light bulb garland. And 
it did make it a lot easier to just be like, okay, do we want it here or do we want it here? <laughs> we just like yeah. move it, move it down a bit, but figuring out like how you want to hang it and you're like, is it secure? Is it going to fall? Like what's going on? Also, I'm curious where you got your frames from. Um, I got some from Michael's and some from Target and I didn't buy any from Ikea, but I do like their frames a lot. Okay. I had a couple that I, I had a couple of empty Ikea frames that I put stuff in. Okay. That's nice. Um, does your plaster, does plaster not like, does, do command hooks not work on plaster? Um, I'm not sure. Hmm. That's maybe. maybe another option too. That could be an option. Yeah. They just told us when we moved in, they were like, you're not allowed to hang anything on the walls. And so we've been too scared, but I should do some research and see if, uh, if command strips would be okay. I can understand why they wouldn't want you to put a nail in it. Cause it can make it crumble, I think, but mm-hmm. yeah, command hooks are awesome. Okay. Yeah. I'll look into it. Cause that might be a game changer if that would work. Cool. Anything else health related that you want to tell me? I don't think so. Other than we just want to tell the folks that we're going to be maybe posting some house update pictures or maybe even doing a whole episode on house updates after we have completed the updates. Yeah, could do. My house is a big mess right now because there's so much stuff, Mm -hmm. Christmas decorations and boxes and things. Those transition times of of the seasons is uh, it's just a breeding ground for mess. Yeah. I have been putting off getting my Christmas tree and I'm seven hour trying really hard to finish the third floor. I was like, okay, listen, yeah, I'm getting my Christmas tree. If we have to squeeze it in here, we have to, but it's happening. It's going to happen. Have you decorated the Christmas tree yet? No, I don't have one. Oh, you just, oh, I thought you were saying like you had that conversation. You squeezed it in. No, we haven't gone. So tomorrow I was like, I don't care because he said, I'm going to do this today and then and I was like, okay, well, we're gonna go tomorrow, no matter what. I don't care what happens today. You do what you want, but yep. we're gonna go but, tomorrow. But, but tomorrow, we're we're getting the drink. I so. do have a question for you, actually. Yep. Uh, does Taylor have a lot of feelings about like house stuff, house decor? He, I wouldn't say he has a lot of feelings about this specific style or what the thing looks like, but he has a lot of opinions about what he thinks the rooms need. Interesting. But he, okay. he's pretty trusting when it comes to like, what is it? He might be like, yeah, we need a rug in here. Okay. So is it functionality or like coziness? Like what is his drive for that? He, that's a good question. My guess is he definitely cares a lot about the functionality of things. Like way more than me. I'm like, but is it <laughs> like, that's, that's where my brain is. But he was definitely a big pusher on getting more lamps. Yeah. I mean, that's a functionality thing, though, because if he feels like the room's too dark. You're right. And then I just picked out six and was like, how do you feel about these? And he was like, just order them. I was like, cool. You can always return them if there's one you don't like. But I feel like you can't. It's hard to have too many lamps. I feel really good about all of them. (laughs) I'm excited. And I can't remember if I've ever told this story on here or not. And I'm pretty sure I've told you, but I was really set on a certain rug for our living room. This was like about a year ago and I showed it to Taylor and he said no. Oh no. And I was like I was like, okay. Ugh, like uh. and that's like maybe the first time he's ever done that when it's come to 
a style. Like even if he's not sure, he's always like, okay, like try it. And he usually ends up liking Mm -hmm. it. And I was just like, okay. And I kept looking and like literally probably six months later, I showed him the same rug again. Mm -hmm. And I just said, hey, I found this rug. I think it would look really good. And he was like, okay, yeah, I like that. Let's order it. (laughs) I didn't know that. That's so funny. It is the rug that is in our I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I just had to be patient. Like I was sure that that was the right Yeah, but I had to be patient and let him think about it. That's a tough one because I'm like – Okay, but what if I order it and then you tell me no? That's what that would have been my thing. Like, I'm gonna order it. If you hate it in person, I will send it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so funny. I just I find this dynamic in couples very interesting because I'm not a person who can like I don't I just don't think I would have ever married somebody who had a lot of opinions about home decor because I just have too many. Mm-hmm. Like that's you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I you're like it can't all fit. Yeah, here. Seb's one thing is he doesn't want too much pink in our house, which you know, I can tone it back a little I guess but yeah 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 within reason yeah well that's funny right. yeah <laughs> okay I'm glad that I, I'm glad I told it I didn't I thought I told you but, that's really funny um yeah that's a good story okay what else has been on your mind oh uh, okay I have <laughs> actually when I went to think about what I was gonna say I like didn't have anything in my notes so I was like oh god what am I gonna talk about I am in the middle of the witch trials of JK Rowling, which I know you have thoughts on. Okay. This is great that you're listening to it because I have like two episodes left that I never listened to. And so this is going to make me. <laughs> okay. Up. Well, I'm on five. So you we're probably okay, we're about probably the same place. Right in the same spot. Okay. That's awesome. I would love to hear your thoughts first. Okay. Just like the in general about the, about her. About the podcast. About her and her tweets. Because I feel like you were the one that recommended the podcast to me. And you basically, what I remember you saying is like, there's more to it than Mm -hmm. you think. Yes. And yeah, this is tricky because I definitely feel like since that podcast release, like there have been more things that either she's, maybe not she hasn't tweeted, but things that she's been quoted saying in, in articles that definitely point to somebody who is transphobic, but I did at least think that it was interesting to hear more context and more backstory about her life and her personal experiences. Not that I agree with her on her her stance at all, but I don't know. I think we live in a world where now it, I don't know, it just seems more fair to like hear somebody else, whether, whether you agree with them or not, the context is so important. And so I think to like read a tweet or read an article about a tweet or whatever, like that's, that's not enough to make a decision about how you feel about somebody. Yes, I agree with all of that. I think I think going into the podcast, I was kind of thinking like, how is this going to change my mind? Because I really thought that I would change my Mm -hmm. mind, like, Mm -hmm. whatever. I think the podcast brings up some very valid points about bullying culture, cancel culture, Mm -hmm. and even just the idea that like, because this writer says some things that we don't agree with, we're going to cancel her books or like not no longer enjoy this piece of art that exists in the world that's really meaningful and Mm -hmm. important to people. Mm -hmm. I think the podcast is pretty well done. But Mm -hmm. I kept getting very frustrated in the first two episodes, because 
it was so much backstory and they weren't addressing what to me was the issue was which was the tweets like can you mm-hmm. read because I couldn't remember I knew I had read them when they came out but I was like can you read a tweet like I need to remember what she said um, yeah, so yeah, I actually yeah. did I went and looked for the receipts <laughs> yeah 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 and I do think there is a lot of important context in the history of the laws that were happening in the UK at the time and mm-hmm. The way her background, I guess, influenced her opinion. But I do think at the end of the day, she's making this a men's violence issue and not a trans Mm -hmm. women issue. Yeah. And I have a really, really hard time when people, A, are only talking about edge cases. Like you're trying to pick out the one thing that might go wrong if we include these people in the places that they ought to be included. And then also she kept doing, I don't know, I felt like she was almost using her like fear and her experience to treat trans women like men. Like she was assuming they're, they're mm-hmm. going to perpetrate men's violence. And I was like, I don't, yeah. I just like, you really don't think that trans women are, are women. I, that's what, what I kept right. hearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But then in the same breath saying like, she was like, I have trans friends. Like I, I do support trans people. Here's another issue I had. I feel like oftentimes the right thing to do, in my opinion, that's my opinion, Mm -hmm. is that when you care about a cause, I think you have to reach down to the, to the more marginalized group. So like I would consider Mm -hmm. myself a feminist and I don't think that you can be a good feminist without caring about people who are even more marginalized than you as a woman. And I don't, I felt like she was making this a women against men conversation. I was like, you're not right being generous here. You're not. Yeah. And I think too, the, the, the part of her saying like, oh no, I have trans friends. Like I have, it's like the same thing as people being like, no, I'm not racist. Mm-hmm. I have black friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I was, I was grateful to hear that her opinions were really well researched and thought out. Like, I'm glad she didn't just go off the cuff about this and like, mm-hmm she didn't actually know or care that much like she was very well informed so I appreciate that but I just don't agree with her and that's fine yeah 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 did you ever listen to Jonathan Van Ness on armchair Expert? I did not I've seen so many of the clips on Instagram for some reason it like Mm -hmm. keeps coming up as like a him on a different podcast talking about that podcast yeah and like him saying that they cut out so much of the conversation oh to be perfectly honest, which is really disappointing. I don't love Dax to begin with. So yeah, like that whole thing, I was like, I don't even know that I want to listen to the episode because it might just piss me off. And it it definitely might. But I, I think if for anybody that is listening, I really appreciated that episode, not even for Dax, like and not even for like them getting to an into an argument like about trans rights, but Jonathan just introduced a lot of points of view that I just had not ever heard before. Okay. Yeah. And that was the part that I felt like was the most interesting. All right. Well, I'm sure probably six months from now. How long has the witch trials been out? <laughs> I feel like it's been on my list forever. Probably at least a year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'll finish these last two and a half episodes of that mm-hmm. and then we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm glad that you you brought that up because I, I need to finish listening to it. Yeah. Do you feel like that was like a marketing campaign for her? 
Well, okay, so it's it's sponsored by that like truth.org or the truth.org or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I kind of want to look into this because I felt suspect about it the mm-hmm. whole time. I was like, is this a like sort of conservative group masquerading as like mm. truth like tellers? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, which honestly, I know that could sound very paranoid, but I heard recently about they're starting to teach media literacy in some kids programs. And I was like, that is genius. Like, let's teach mm-hmm. people how to figure out what sources are credible and what sources aren't. Because in mm-hmm. this day and age, that is an important skill. Mm-hmm. And one that I don't really have, to and, be perfectly and honest. Yeah. Where, where is all of this coming from? Like, who's benefiting from this? And And yeah. I do think, I'm like, I don't think she would have done it. I don't think she would have done the podcast if she didn't think that it, it was going to look good for her. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they wouldn't have built it up and like done all the backstory that they did mm-hmm. if, cause it makes you feel, it definitely makes you feel more generous towards her, I think, mm-hmm. than if you were to just read her tweets. Oh, totally. And I did enjoy in like one of the earlier episodes when she talks about when Harry Potter first like got picked up and that stuff I'm like you know Harry Potter's is so beloved by the world mm-hmm. <laughs> that that part was interesting yeah yeah there was a lot of cool stuff about it I uh I definitely went into it thinking it was gonna somehow change my mind but I don't think it did it just made me think twice about how I think about her just because I disagree with her I think it did do that yeah all right what else is on your mind Um, the other thing that was on my mind is basically what I talked about at the top, but I know, you know, we read the friendship book many moons ago now. What was it called? Big Friendship. Mm -hmm. How We Keep Each Other Close. That was what it was called. And I, I remember when we read it that we talked a bit about how there aren't a lot of resources out there for how to handle breakups and friendship or... Mm -hmm just friendship dynamics in general. And so I think that just a lot of that came up for me again with this situation I was dealing with, with my, my friend. And I don't know. I just, I've been thinking about it more about how, like why, like friendship is such a huge part of people's lives. Why isn't there just more about it? I just wonder if it's like, it's one of those things that's kind of in between casual and not casual, mm-hmm. like serious. Mm-hmm. And because it's not very common to mm-hmm. commit in a friendship, like to have some sort of like agreement mm-hmm. and commitment. Sure. It's hard to even have important conversations about like re- the re- the relationship, like the mm-hmm. re- relationship aspect and yeah. not just like whatever you guys like to talk about together, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. That was really well said. That's a great point. <laughs> I haven't thought Thank about before, <laughs> but yeah, there isn't this, like when you enter into a friendship, I mean, there isn't, but like, you know, I think about being around little kids and they'll just like go up to people and they, do you want to be my friend? Yeah. But like that doesn't happen in grown up relationships. Like you just kind of naturally in some, you know, over time or whatever, you like become friends with people 
but there isn't ever this like agreement, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend or my girlfriend or will you be my fiance? Will you be my wife? Will you be my husband? You know, like all of that right. stuff. Like it is so specific and it's either, it's like, I mean, it's not always binary, but it's more binary, I guess, than friendships. Yeah. It's definitely more clear. I feel like most of the time, but the other thing that I've been thinking about too, is like, I feel like I'm one of those people who's always like, I wish I had more friends, but then I'm also subconsciously, there's a lot of types of people I'm not interested in being friends with. Like I don't want surface relationships and that's Mm -hmm. sometimes all people can do. Yeah. And so like, how do you go into a new, a new possible friendship and like know that you're going to get what you need out of it? I don't know. Yeah, totally. And I feel like as you get older, like your capacity for what you have time for mental energy or whatever, it just lessens. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I feel like somebody just needs to make friend dating like mm-hmm. a thing and socially just, acceptable. <laughs> to make fetch happen, you know? I mean, I, I feel like adult friendships, it's such a topic that people ask or like want to learn about, or, you know, like you see influencers answer that question sometimes on like their blog or whatever. I'm like, mm-hmm. did these people know any better than any of the rest of us how to make adult friendships? Cause I yeah. don't think anybody has a good answer. Otherwise we'd no. all be doing it. No. <sighs> Anywho. Anywho. Still a problem we haven't solved yet. We'll work on it. We're working on it. Hard at work. All right. Well, that's what's on our mind. We would absolutely love to hear what's on your mind in the near future. So please email us at likeheartedpodcasts at gmail.com. And be sure to follow along on Instagram at likeheartedpod. Talk to you soon. Bye.